Listeners beware. There's no turning back now. You've entered the Horror Apocalypse Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Horror Apocalypse. You are joined today by your host, Michael, as always, and we've got our return co-host, Chris, straight to us from Horror Island. Hey Chris, how was the trip? Oh, it was fantastic. There was uh, plenty of, uh, I got nothing. No, it was fine. It was good. (laughs) You smelly pirate hooker. (laughs) All right. So today, uh, our episode we're bringing to you today is our top 10 of 2018. Some of us have done our homework, uh... (laughs) <laughs> and some of us blow off but, homework like they used to do all through school, so we're good. No, actually, I did my I, I did my homework right now. I, I enjoy this homework. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, anyway, what's been uh, what have uh, you been doing to keep yourself busy there, Chris? Well, you know, we're just uh, just past the holidays, uh, so I went through uh, all the holiday wonderful stuff. Uh, I had the uh, birthday, which went went very well. Um, saw a few movies uh, during the holiday season. Uh, nothing I would really consider to be horror related. Um, horror is like a like a second second third genre for me. So um, I've been seeing a lot of uh, a lot of the superhero movies, a lot of uh, um, stuff on Netflix, that type of stuff. But I, I have seen uh, uh, quite a few movies over the last few weeks. Um, what uh, what about you? Pretty much the same thing. We did uh, I did our thirty one days of Christmas terror, so I I got that out of the way within about uh, twenty days, I think. Um, the wife was mad at me though because she wanted to see a lot of them, and I watched them without her. Well, her work schedule and and ours it didn't line up very well this this holiday season. And if I had waited for her, I'd probably be about three movies in as of right now. So it was best to just kind of get them in, get them out watched a ton of movies uh over the last couple of weeks here uh, trying to put together the um top 10 list because i missed out on quite a few of them uh and a couple of them got launched uh, late in the year so i've just been keeping busy with that and working and man just uh, trying to get uh, this hammered down uh, it's, it's been rough but i think we're we're on track now and we're gonna have a lot of fun i will say that a lot of these movies uh for 2018 um that i really wanted to see um Never got around the scene because of my schedule, um, and then we're out of theaters by the time I had a chance to actually uh, actually go see them. So uh, usually holiday time seems to be around the best time uh, for me to be actually able to get out and, and see stuff. But uh, thank thankfully uh, there's Netflix, so uh, I got was able to catch up on a few things, um, even some of the newer ones, uh, and I'm sure we can we can discuss some of those too. Oh yeah, definitely. And there's there's a few applications out there as well. Um, one that I signed up for that's that's pretty much all horror related. It does get some exclusive content, and uh, I can give you my sign-in for that if you want to check that out. Um, but between that and Hulu and some third-party streaming sites and uh, just actually going out and making the contacts, uh, I think you, I, I told you about it. I want to keep it as a surprise for the listeners, but we've got a director of a um, pretty, not I'm not going to say low-budget, but an independent horror film that's Christmas-themed that uh, has agreed to come on our show at some point. So we've uh, we've got a lot of connections right now and we're gonna use the hell out of all of them <laughs> absolutely absolutely all right well this is probably going to be the fastest we've ever jumped right into the show we're only about three minutes in you ready to jump in oh i'm fully prepared 
I have uh, I have a list of things that Google tells me that came out last year. So uh, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm I'm completely ready to go. All right. Well, I'll start then. I'll kind of give you the the uh, rundown, see how it plays out. For me, my number ten movie was Strangers Pray at Night. I know it's going to sound odd starting with something with this low of a caliber because it was actually kind of a a bad movie, especially if you loved the first ones, uh, the first uh, Strangers. But this one, um, I don't know what it is. Uh, I didn't like the first one. This one was a complete 180 from the other. The killer seemed a little creepier this time around. Uh, the soundtrack was amazing. I mean, there, there hasn't been any other movie this year that got me to download a, a song like Kim Wilde's Cambodia, but this one did. Uh, the kills were brutal. Um, the kill in the bathroom with the mother, for example. Uh, the killers just kind of come through the skylight, I think it was, and just brutalize this this mother in front of her daughter and force her to, to watch everything. Um, let me see. Somewhere downright disturbing. Uh, like, the, at the very beginning of the movie, they uh, kill this, this uh, woman. She gets up to investigate the sound, and there's this couple... They hear a sound outside. The mother gets up to, or the, the woman gets up to investigate around the house. And one of the killers is actually already inside the house. Uh, they end up killing her. And that killer, which is one of the ones in the, the girl masks, uh, goes in and crawls into bed with the the guy that's there. And, I mean, obviously you find out later that she kills him and everything. But that was just creepy as hell as as, as well. It's definitely not an, an Oscar or award-centered film, but damn if it wasn't fun just to watch um, and kind of get drug into. Uh, everything about this movie was, was fun to watch, with the exception of maybe the, the girl who, through the whole movie, reminded me of uh, Ariel Winter. I thought it was uh, Ariel Winter from Modern Family. <laughs> that, that'll kill any fantasy you ever had, ever. <laughs> but anyway, that's my number ten. Um, Yours? Well, I have a uh, I have a movie I saw. Um, I wouldn't really uh, throw throw it out there as a uh, as a number, um, but uh, looking uh, like I said, looking at um, uh, Google here, uh, according to uh, to Google, uh, the Cloverfield Paradox came out in 2018, and that's actually one I actually saw. Um, I want to say, uh, if I remember right, this was advertised during the Super Bowl, and uh, right after the Super Bowl, it was released. So I think I watched it like a day. A day or two after, um, to check it out and see see what it was all about. Um, and if you're familiar with uh, with Cloverfield, uh, if you remember the first Cloverfield, it was a huge big monster destroyed a Statue of Liberty. It was a very um, uh, Blair Witch esque type type of uh, video with uh, uh, like a camcorder running around uh, type of thing of, of people's people's point of view as to what's happening. Um, and then we had the uh, the other Cloverfield, um, which I'm trying to remember if that one came out. Before or after this one, uh, the one with John Goodman, uh, which took place under in a, like an underground bunker. Uh, then you have this, this one, one. This one was part three. This was part three. Okay. Um, and then you have this one, uh, which actually is somewhat, if you look at it, somewhat of a prequel to the first one. Um, kind of gives you an explanation as to how these creatures got uh, to uh, to Earth to begin with, uh, all having to do with um, a science experiment kind of gone wrong of people trying to. Uh, basically, get energy um, through uh, through space, and uh, of course, uh, you know, science goes wrong as science does, and they get sucked into a, another universe, um, and all the 
death and everything ensues, uh, but it happens to be a parallel universe. Uh, so this woman's uh, family is still alive. She's put up with a with a question of whether or not she wants to stay there uh, to live with her family uh, because her family is still alive there. Um, ultimately, uh, returning to uh, the correct Earth, um, but bringing some things with her, um, and that uh, that brings us to uh, the first Cloverfield movie. Um, I really liked it. Uh, it was very head trippy. Uh, I like head trippy movies, uh, movies that kind of keep you guessing as to what's really going on and what, what people's, uh, uh, what people's actual motives are. Um, and I'm a sci-fi fan, so, uh, I really dug it. Uh, and there were some people in this movie that, um, uh, I, the second I saw them kind of remembered from, from movies, uh, like, uh, this Daniel Bruhl, um, who, uh, if you remember, uh, Captain America, uh, the third Captain America, which uh, a lot of people look at as Avengers three, um, Civil War. Uh, he was uh, also also in this one as well. I'm trying to remember the character he played in that Captain America movie, though. It's bothering me. Um, do you remember who the uh, protagonist was in Captain America: uh, Civil War? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, was it? Yeah, it was Civil War. Um, was it the... Civil War, Bucky? Buck, uh, yeah, well, no, the the guy who was uh, trying to utilize Bucky, the scientist, mm-hmm. uh, whoever the scientist was, that that was the uh, the guy I'm trying to remember. Can't remember his can't remember his uh, character. Yeah. Um, but I don't uh, remember either. You don't remember? <laughs> I get I guess he it made a very lasting impression on him. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I really enjoyed that one. Uh, it kind of uh, fits into uh, into uh, a little bit of horror and sci-fi as well because of the because of the kills. Um, so that. Uh, that's on there for me. All right. Yeah, I, I loved um, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. That was the, the that second was one it. with John yep. Goodman. That was it. Yep. I hated the first one. I did not like the first uh, Cloverfield at all, other than the, the uh, creature itself was, was pretty cool, and the little mites that were on the creature that would come off and attack people in the street. That was a really fun little aspect of it. Um so I haven't really been interested in the Cloverfield line. Uh, so this one, Paradox, which uh, it was originally called God Particle, uh, I haven't seen it, especially since they changed the name. I, I liked the name God Particle first, but I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it was good. It was it was definitely good. Now, did you not like the first Cloverfield because because of the uh, first person perspective? Yeah, I cannot stand um, the found footage type film. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so you, you uh, cuz I remember we watched Blair Witch way 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 back in the day. I just don't remember what uh what your opinion of it was back then, but I know it's it's been a it's been I was a not long a fan. time. You were not a fan? No. I think I remember liking it, but it's been so so long. So what uh what I did like um the Blair Witch book it was a Blair Witch Book of Shadows the sequel. I did like that one. That wasn't the first person perspective, right? Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, so what uh, what do you got for your number nine there, buddy? Number nine, I have Cam. Cam was a fantastic fantastic mix of uh, nudity, cam girl sex, uh, supernatural, cyber demons. Um, this kind of came out of nowhere for me, but after a few recommendations, a few people telling me how great it was and um, how trippy the story was, I went ahead and I decided to check it out. Uh, I was not disappointed. I mean, I felt bad for the lead actress when I was supposed to. Uh, her life started to fall apart, and I felt bad for her for it. I loved how she spent a, a good amount of the film naked. I mean, I love how she was able to outsmart the demon. Uh, and most importantly, I mean, there was just something... It, it was new and refreshing. It's um, 
cam girl is busting her butt, no pun intended, trying to climb up the ranks in um, what looks like probably a, I don't know, uh, what what's the, like a chatterbait type um, the service where uh, the more followers she gets and the more donations she gets, she works up this ranking system. And at one point she breaks the top 50 and she has this little celebration and um, this other cam girl is trying to kind of compete with her. And the other cam girl has never done nude scenes, but now she's kind of threatening to, to do this nude scene if people who are watching um, the main cam girl start kind of breaking away from her and going to this girl. Mm. So the second she breaks into like the top 50, then she drops to like 51. 52 55 and she's like what's happening and it causes this inner conflict and at one point um she starts noticing like friends and family learn what she does for a living and she's starting to get ostracized from that um uh, one of her um regulars is now becoming kind of stalkerish and she's seeing him in in different uh stores following her and stuff uh then she goes to, to go online at one point and she can't get into her account. She's locked out. Um, she tries to verify everything and the, the guy's like, no, you know, you're on right now. She goes, really? Can you see my feed? And the guy's like, yeah, you know, I, I see you. I'm looking at you right now. She goes, great. Uh, where's the phone that I'm talking to you from? And he's like, oh, well, you know, this is a violation of our services. You're not supposed to be airing a recorded video. And she goes, I thought you said it was live. And just everything that she tries to do to you know fix and get back on track she's meeting with a dead end and all kinds of problems and her life is just starting to fall apart because this is her main source of income and um turns out i guess it was a a demon that was summoned that um kind of takes her looks or takes over her account and is like designed to ruin her i guess and she tries to to fight back she figures out how to to defeat it and it was different it's not something you see all the time so i actually i really enjoyed what this movie did and i would definitely recommend it it uh i saw it probably a couple of weeks ago but it was enough to make it into my my number nine spot i i have to say that uh uh what's this website called again you said chatterbait i I, I've never I've never heard of this. I'm going to have to jot that down. But um, uh, Really? Should I pull up the email? I think you sent it to me. I did. So, you know, that's the problem being a cam girl in this day and age. You just never know when someone's going to release a demon uh, to take over your, your uh, personality and, and, and your account. And, and that's why we need to build that wall, President Trump. We need to build that wall now because too many things are being taken over and, and our identities are being are being taken over by... Was this a Mexican demon or just a, just a demon, by the way? I would like to point out to all of our listeners that Chris's <laughs> views and opinions do not reflect that of the horror apocalypse. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I kid. Uh, I, I, I do kid. But... Um, uh, that that actually does sound like a very interesting uh, little twist there, um, and and I don't I I know that they've been that they've made uh, movies about cam girls in the past and stuff like that and whichever, but but you never actually see uh, uh, somebody going after somebody in a in a, in a uh, uh, using a demon, so that's that's interesting. That's, that's, Check it out. It is on uh, Netflix. So if you have a Netflix account, you can stream it right now. Uh, it's, it's actually very well done. I, I would definitely recommend checking it out. But uh, what's your number nine? 
my number nine. Okay, I'm going to throw number nine in there as a movie I, I did not get a chance to see. Um, and I, I, wa- I do want to talk about it because uh, I really want to see it. Um, so the moment I have an, uh, uh, the ability to go see it, I'm going to. Uh, that was Overlord. And I... The whole premise of this, um, from the trailers that I saw and what what I read, is something that's right up my alley. Um, I love that uh, circa, circa uh, 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 World War Two uh, type of uh, sci-fi ish type of uh, type of movie, um, or a, t- a type of setting, I should say. And and the fact that you have an evil scientist making evil Nazi scientist, excuse me, making uh, uh, trying to make a superhuman. Um, really uh, piques my interest. Um, I, I think that was a really cool idea. And the fact that it looks like just like a phenomenal, fun, romping bloodbath. Um, and has uh, and has the, the guy from uh, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in it, um, which which I'm also a fan of. Um, it looks like, uh, from, from what I saw in the trailers anyway, it looks like he, he may actually get himself turned. Um, so, I mean, good for him. Uh, good for him. I mean, it's a, uh, it's a step in the right direction, you know, getting some movies out there. But... Um, uh, it's still up there as, as a movie I, I really, really want to see. It, it just looks like a really fun movie. Um, and uh, that's uh, definitely on my list of uh, movies in 2019. I, I want to watch it from 2018. Uh, did, did you get a chance to see Overlord? Uh, no, not yet. That's that. I don't. Well, let me see. I don't believe so. Yeah, no, I, for my top ten, I stuck with just the movies that I had seen. I do hear a lot of great uh, things about it. Um a lot of other podcasts have put it way up in there, at least, you know, top three, top five. Um, oh, good. For a lot of uh, other podcasts that I listen to. Um, it's piqued my interest. I definitely want to see it. Good, good. Because that that, that is, uh, um, at some point in time, I think I actually want to actually talk about it after after seeing it. Because I, I have a feeling that it's going to be uh, it's gonna be really, really good. And I'm glad to hear that, that people, have been, people have been saying good things about it. So... Um, I was actually kind of surprised because when I saw the trailers for it, my first thought was this trailer looks amazingly fun, which yep. means the movie sucks ass. <laughs> so I never, I never got around to it. And then when I started hearing some positive reviews and I started hearing a lot of people, you know, talking about how great this movie was, I said, you know what, maybe I, I'll give it a chance. And then by that point in time, it's out of theaters. I can't find yep. it in any of my, my regular streaming. Um, every time I click on, on a overlord, to, to stream it's some movie from i think it's 1975 <laughs> so just it's never what i'm i'm hoping for so uh, but i'm looking forward to it I, i'm definitely going to give it a shot and yeah we can always you know do an episode of the the cast for it maybe pair it against another movie like frankenstein's army or something like that ooh ooh okay okay throw throw that up there i i'm i'm a really big fan of uh uh classic uh like really 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 classic uh, uh, monster movies. So when we, we throw something up there like Frankenstein, whenever someone wants to make another Frankenstein, I'm usually, I'm usually like first in line and say, okay, great, let's see, let's see what this one's going to be like. Um, <laughs> so uh, because everybody can take Frankenstein and give their own little spin to it, uh, like, like McAvoy. Um, and uh, was it McAvoy and Harry Potter had a Frankenstein movie, I think, or something of that nature, if I remember right. Uh, the kid who, kid who played uh, Harry Potter, whose name I can't remember at all. Uh, Danny Radcliffe, Danny Radcliffe, um, mm-hmm. they had a, a Frankenstein movie, which I think I saw a good chunk of, um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that, that'd be a good idea. I wouldn't mind doing it. So what, uh, so now we're up to your, uh, your number eight, I think. Yeah. Number eight for me was uh summer of 84. This one was another one that kind of, 
had no real urge to see. It kind of came out of nowhere for me, but I had a couple of friends who recommended I check it out. Um, for me, it's it was very well done. Take Stranger Things, uh, remove the whole supernatural aspect of it, throw in a serial killer, and you've got Summer of 84. Um, oh, you know what? Why not just throw in a budding romance between the main young kid and uh, his, his babysitter now turned love interest? I mean, which one of us had ever... Which one of us little boys had never grown up with a crush on our babysitter, uh, uh, especially I, if it was a, a cute young teenage girl? Uh, that that would that um, that, that, that would that would be me. I, I I never had one. Just throwing it out there. I feel really bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie it was it was a jumble of ups and downs, twists and turns, and just when you think you've got it all figured out, you don't. Um, then the credits roll and I found myself uh, yelling at the screen like a madman because I, <laughs> I just it seemed like a very weird ending that didn't fit the flow of the movie but it that was a good thing it, it was something different um, so I really enjoyed it and essentially it's this um, boy and it's uh, this rear window type aspect he's on one side he's got his um, hot ex-babysitter and on the other side, he's got a police officer. And the police officer has been working in his garden a lot. He's getting hundreds of pounds of dirt uh, every couple of days to, to bury stuff in his uh, garden. Uh, kids are turning up missing. And this young boy has a feeling. He's got this kind of gut feeling. And he's watching one day, and he sees this boy in the police officer's house. And then... Like two or three days later, this boy is reported missing. So now he thinks that this police officer has something to do with the dis the disappearance of all these kids that have been popping up all over town. Um, so he believes his his neighbor is the kidnapping and killing these kids and burying them in the backyard. He gets all his friends uh, together and they begin to investigate. They find out the pattern of this police officer. They they try to. They go rummaging through his garden, uh, through his uh, trash. Then they dig up his garden, and they do all these things. And eventually, they admit to the parents that this is what's what's happening. We believe he's um, this kidnapper and killer, and this is what we've done. And here's the evidence that we found. And as typical, 1980s, the parents said, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! You dug up his garden. You dug through his trash. You've done all this. To you're coming with us, and you're going to apologize to him right now." <laughs> So they gather up all the kids, they go over, they force the kids to tell the cop what they're doing um, and apologize for everything. And, and you're kind of like face palming because now the cop knows. And uh, was the cop the killer or wasn't the cop the killer? I don't want to spoil it right now. Watch it and see. But uh, lots of comedy, lots of suspense, great feel, uh, nostalgia with the 1980s, even though a lot of things are doing that right now. This one did it and did it in a, a fun manner. Did it really pull off like a Stranger Things type of feeling, like like this could be made in the 1980s uh, type of scenario, or was it just a movie that was really just kind of based on the 1980s? It was, it was kind of based on the 1980s. I couldn't... Yeah, and I don't get that with, with Stranger Things either. I don't get a feeling like it was filmed in the 80s. I do love all like the, the media that mm. um, Stranger Things does. With the, like I've got them, the seasons one and two, and the, the big VHS. The big VHS thing, on yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got that. I love, I love the promotion that they do, but I don't feel like it was filmed in the 1980s. 
Um, same thing with, with Summer of 84. I think it was, you've got the music, you've got the style, you've got the, the, um, the small town life, how it was. And, and I mean, everything you feel like it's, it's in the eighties, but I don't feel like it was filmed in the eighties. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Okay. Your number eight. Uh, my number eight. Um, (laughs) hang on a second. I'm, I'm, uh, just a double, uh, Fact checking some things, real real quick. Uh, fact checking, fact checking, fact checking. Uh, look at this list to see if there was anything else on here I wanted to see, and, and nothing's uh, nothing's popping up. No, no, just stick with what you've seen. <laughs> okay, what have I seen? Um, you know what? I I really wanted to save this one because I I have a feeling that this is going to be closer to your number one, so I don't want to I don't want to spoil it. Um, or that one either. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll throw this one up there because it's a movie that I, I kind of wanted to see. Uh, it's sci-fi slash horror. Um, and we can actually talk about two movies that are probably very similar. Uh, but A Quiet Place. Now, I don't know if this, if this falls into, uh, anything on your, on your top ten. Does that fall, fall in it? Do you want me to hold off? Uh, no, I'll talk about it when I, when I get to mine. You can go ahead. Okay. Um, so, A Quiet Place, from what I recall uh, watching the trailer, uh, which was very, very quiet, um, which I got a huge kick out of. Uh, I mean, you, you, have to, you have to give it credit. I mean, if a movie's called A Quiet Place, you can't talk. They do a pretty good job at making no noise in a, in a, in a trailer. But um, uh, to have some kind of uh, creature or whichever that, that's stalking you uh, when, when you make a noise, how do you live in a world like that? I mean, how do, you, how do you not make a sound? I mean, you know the first time that somebody farts, it's over. You know, and, and you can't always hold that in. You can't. Uh, as we've found out, uh, even through these recordings, that you've had to do some editing on, uh, on the two of us because sometimes you think you're being quiet and you're not. <laughs> so uh, how, do you, how do you survive in a world like that? Um, I would figure that most people would be dead, um, is, uh, is, is, is my guess, is my guess. Um, where, where does this one fall on your, uh, on your numbers, by the way? Uh, I don't want to ruin that. We'll, you don't want to? Okay. We'll get to it right. if it's on my list. If, um, if it is on your list, okay. Uh, if it's on my list, yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. It, it's up there on a movie that I still want to see. Um, I still uh, like the whole premise, the whole idea of the post-apocalyptic, something has invaded, something has come through and, and uh, attacked everything. Um, and uh, if you make a sound, they will then hunt you uh, until you are dead. I kind of I kind of get a, a huge kick out of that. Now, now whether or not... These creatures are, are hunting you because uh, they want to eat you, or they're hunting you because they um, feel the need to just kill. You know that's uh, that's still a mystery to me. I don't know yet. I don't know, but uh, uh, I would still like to see that. Uh, so that is another twenty eighteen movie I I would like to see. Um, up uh, up. I, I up gotta for you. tell you, I was I was pleasantly surprised with it. I thought Krasinski did amazing. Um, I really fell for him. The the mother. Um, just everything about that movie I thought was very well done. And it was the only movie ever, ever to make me feel bad for eating a snack during the movie. <laughs> Why was it, was it actually that quiet that if you were eating, it was, uh, well, uh, devil bunny and I saw it in the theater and mm. it was, it was dead silent. <laughs> you know, it's the, nobody was making any kind of sound. And if anybody, shift you know shifted in their seat it reverberated in that theater I mean, it was 
it was very bad and i made the mistake of buying one of those shareable bags of skittles before going in and trying to open that and then trying to get some out and eat it and then seal the bag up and then you know 15 <laughs> minutes later try to open it back up again and the movie is so quiet I felt bad. I felt like I'm going to cause the death of somebody in this theater by doing this. <laughs> All you hear is crinkle, 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 crinkle. Yeah. Very, very yeah, annoying sound. I, I unfortunately also got nachos, so it was one of those things where it's like everything's oh. quiet, and they're talking via sound like sign language on the screen, and, you know, it's like, hey, I love you. Crunch. Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it was, it was good. It was very well done. This is why I usually just stick the popcorn in theaters. By the way, just just point that out. I'm I'm not going to be that guy who you know with a dead dead silent point in the movie you just hear like I'm I'm not that guy. <laughs> oh, I am. Pretzel bites, on the other hand, uh, as as we found out because we went to go see a movie the other day, uh, are pretty damn fantastic. Just point that out. Yeah, uh, Devil Bunny gets those every so often as well with the, um, she does mustard, but I prefer the cheese dip. Yeah, I like the cheese dip. Mustard is, mustard is, uh, made from the devil. Um. Yes, I agree. So, what, uh, so what do you have as your, uh, number seven? Or are we at eight? Number seven? Nope, number seven is the house that Jack built. Um, uh, we were just I talking actually about this. like this one. Yep, I actually really enjoy this movie. I, I like a lot of Lars' previous work, though, like Nymphomaniac 1 and 2. Antichrist was such a disturbing and uh, dive into into depravity and shock. It, it, I really like his work. And this movie was no exception. This this was one for the, the year for stunning visuals. The movie was also very uh, sick and twisted. It was chaotic, over two and a half hours, grotesque and enthralling. Uh, save for one scene with a duckling that almost made me turn the movie off, this movie was full of ups and downs and still one of the better movies this year. It's um, Matt Dillon. He plays a, a serial killer who uh, we kind of start off and we believe he's talking with a psychiatrist. And uh, he's claimed to have over 60 victims uh, so far in his life. And he's going to recount the five most memorable for him, or, or just random five that, that he remembers. And that's what this whole movie is. It's two and a half hours of him remembering his life and these particular murders that led up to them. And it's, it's some pretty disturbing things um, that went on in this. He, t he had a family at one point in time in his life, and he took his family hunting. Them. <laughs> it just various things there's one woman where uh he cuts off her breast and leaves it on a cop car because the woman ran out to the cops at one point in time when he admitted to her that he had killed over 60 people um she kind of panicked like oh my god is he for real runs out of the apartment down to the cops and is you know kind of babbling about all of this because she's kind of high then out he comes and he tells the cop listen whatever she said it's all true and the cop just kind of shakes his head and tells them, you know, take it back inside. You know, we don't need you guys out here causing a, a stir. So he goes home, he kills her, comes back down and plops her breast on his windshield while he's out dealing with somebody else in an alleyway. It was it was very disturbing, um, but very, it was amazing. It was well done. And I actually found myself kind of 
cheering for some of these things that he was doing. <laughs> at one point, he kidnaps like six or seven people, and he kind of makes this framework and lines them up, straps them to this metal frame so that their heads are all in line. And once he gets the last guy attached, he tells them about how the Germans during World War II had to experiment with various ways to conserve um, their resources. So they were experimenting with ways to kill multiple people using one bullet. And supposedly they could go through seven, eight, nine people with one bullet if they were lined up well. And he's going to test and see if this theory is true. And he gets a he wants a full metal jacket bullet. And the, the last guy on the rack tells him, that's not a full metal jacket bullet, sir. You know, please just let us go. And he's like, what do you mean it's not a full metal jacket? And tells him it's it's a hunting round. Well, now he's pissed off and he runs back to the um, the gun shop and he's yelling at the gun owner, give me a full metal jacket. And it it kind of bought everybody in the, the storage facility time <laughs> while he's out trying to find a, a bullet to actually kill them with. But we never find out if it works. We never find out if this gun would go through the eight or nine heads he's got lined up. So I found myself kind of going, well, well, would it work? I want to see this. <laughs> show me what's going to happen. But don't show me that duckling again. Um, Are we... Uh, no, it was, if, it was very well done. If, if anybody would go into your garage, would we find the same setup uh, right now? Um, because you need to find out if this, if this trick will work or not. Just, uh... All I'm going to say is if I say <laughs> yes, it's going to show premeditation. So I I will hold my tongue. <laughs> but no, it, it is definitely one that I recommend to see, especially if you're like me and you're getting tired of these, you know, 70, 80 minute long movies. I, when I see a movie, I want to see two hours plus. And this movie definitely took care of that for me. I, you know, I will, I will partially agree with that. I mean... It sometimes I, I want to watch a movie, but I don't want to spend two hours. So I look. I, I I will actually go out and look for movies that are about ninety minutes, just something like long enough just to keep me entertained and and not make me feel like I've just spent like half a day at a movie. And if it's a really good movie with a really good story, you know, sure, give me two hours. Get, absolutely, give it to me. Uh, but but if you know you're gonna give us like like these independent movies and and stuff like that. I think ninety minutes is pretty pretty much okay, you know. But but make a full ninety minutes. Don't give me like an hour and twenty, you know. Give me the give me the full ninety minutes out of it, you know. Actually try, you know, shoot for it. Um, yeah, and and that's kind of what I mean too. I don't want to go into a two and a half hour movie and only have, you know, thirty five forty minutes of it be interesting. Yeah, exactly. Make, make the whole thing interesting. But if I'm if I'm seeing a movie, I want to see a two and a half hour movie. I want to see it. Uh, where it interests me lord of the rings was like that you know mm. they've got the extended cuts of all of these and uh, i i love it it's it's interesting every little bit plays something uh, later that we will come back to it and it makes reference and i love that type of story for me like an 80 minute movie will be good if i'm gonna watch it like on on netflix or something but if i'm paying 15 bucks for a movie ticket that bitch better be two and a half hours. <laughs> um, okay, all right. I I, par- I partially agree. I partially agree with that. <laughs> so, what's your seven? Um, so, since since we're speaking about movies that are uh, uh, two hours plus, um, this movie uh, is not going to be horror related at all. But I I, I want to talk about it because I just saw it, um, and it does fall into twenty eighteen, um, and. Uh, 
uh, it was two two hours and two hours and twenty something minutes. Uh, that's going to be Aquaman, and mm-hmm. I'm just bringing this up because uh, the fact that we just mentioned movies that are incredibly long. Uh, this movie was worth every penny you spend on it. Um, it was it was fantastic to watch. Uh, uh, like I like uh, I said to you yesterday, um, DC now owns the oceans. They they absolutely own them. They brought us someplace that we have never seen before, and it was it was fantastic. Did the movie need to be two hours plus? Um, went to that movie at nine thirty. We didn't get out of there till after twelve. Uh, I had worked the next day and had no idea this movie was going to be that long. Um, at some points in, in time, does the movie feel like it could have had some stuff cut out of it? Sure, absolutely. Uh, but I, I think DC was was a little um, uh, a, a little uh, uh, off put over the fact of um, Justice League did so poorly, uh, and they could have given us more to that and made it more of an interesting story. So now they just gave us everything you could possibly think of uh, for for Aquaman uh, with two bad uh, two bad guys. Uh, you have your Black Manta, uh, which was fantastic, and they give you a really good explanation of how Black Manta becomes Black Manta, and they give you uh, Ocean Master, uh, which is his half brother Orm. Um, and if you're familiar with the uh, uh, with the story of Aquaman um, and how he becomes uh, king of king of Atlantis, uh, this is pretty much that that whole entire uh, that whole entire story. Sure, they've taken some some liberties in some some aspects because I mean it is it is a movie, uh, but absolutely worth uh, every penny. It is fantastic to, to look at. Runs a little bit long, but you definitely get it. Like they squeeze everything they could possibly think of into this movie. Um, definitely not horror uh, by any means. Um, you know, could it could it have been horrific? Sure. I mean, who wants to be eaten by a giant great white shark uh, with uh, uh, a weird looking aqua guy uh, on top of it um, in the middle of a war? I don't think anyone wants that. That'd be kind of horrific. If if I saw that coming at me, I'd be I'd probably be scared shitless. Uh, which is reasons yeah, which yeah, is I can give you that. yeah, which is reasons why I don't go in the ocean. Because um, as far as I'm concerned, you you're now part of the food chain uh, the second you uh, get into the ocean. So. Um, uh, but this movie, uh, absolutely, I I would, I would say everybody needs to go see this. You will, even if you're not a superhero fan, if you're a fan of of action and and good comedy and Jason Momoa's abs, uh, you will absolutely um, uh, love this. It was it had something for everybody in this movie. It was it was fantastic. And I encourage everyone if you are under the height of say six six. Um, if you do not have a six pack and you are not having, you know, gorgeous, stunning eyes and, and a well-built physique, do not go see this movie because it's going to make you feel even worse about yourself. <laughs> Jason Momoa is a specimen. Uh, and, and I can, I can say that, uh, in every bit of confidence in my sexuality, um, uh, he is, he is a good looking guy. He absolutely is a good looking guy. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, yeah. a- no, no, I'm, I'm. I'm purely heterosexual as well, and uh, I can tell you, I would, I would probably swoon for him. <laughs> uh, I, I've uh, I've been a fan of Momoa since uh, Stargate Atlantis, and he has come a long way uh, since Stargate Atlantis. Uh, I know Conan did not do all that great, uh, but Khal Drago uh, in Game of Thrones, he was friggin' fantastic. Um, uh, probably has a, a few scenes that I'm very very jealous of, of him for even being in those situations with. Um, but uh, wonder what scenes those are. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can you can wonder. Let's just revisit season one of Game of Thrones. Um, but uh, uh, he is uh, he's definitely a, a very uh, very attractive man. Um, 
but uh, uh, very funny, um, and you can tell he was just having a blast uh, during, during the shooting of this entire movie. Like every every scene, like he just looks like he's having so much fun. Even even scenes that uh, he's in the middle of a uh, uh, of like a, a duel to the death uh, with his brother. Uh, even those scenes, it looks like he's just having fun. You know, so uh, you can't ask for anything more. Uh, I guess if you're if you're an actor to, to go into work and enjoying what you're doing. Uh, and he was clearly enjoying every moment of it, uh, and it definitely definitely shows in the movie. So, I would recommend it, absolutely. All right. Well, for my number six, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the same route. This was not 100% horror, but it is. It does have a lot of horror aspects, uh, and I'm gonna go with Upgrade. Um, oh. The horror alone would normally tip the scales on this movie. Upgrade movie action. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I got. I got to interrupt you for a second. Upgrade. That. That's the. Um, uh, that's the movie where the guy gets the the implant, right? Yes. Oh, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see that. Okay. Now. Now I'm very curious as to. Go ahead. Go ahead. Please. Please continue. <laughs> well, it had everything. It had action, sci-fi, brutality, gore, a tragic love story. Uh, I, I would tell people take a ma- imagine RoboCop, mix it with Jackie Chan, throw in some story of Ricky O. And the acting, the acting was superb as well. I mean, the main actor to make your face do something completely different than what your body is doing, that shows some some pretty damn good acting. Uh, and my favorite thing about this whole movie was the oh shit unhappy ending. Um, this movie did not have that flowers and chocolate type happy ending that you would expect. Um, so we get the main no, guy, no flowers and no chocolate, no flowers, no chocolate, but you do get brutally taken in the rectum. Um, all right. Well, I was going to say no then until you said that last part. So, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> it, um, the main character and his wife, um, it, it's kind of, it starts off with their love story. The main character is rebuilding the, these, this classic car, and uh, we're in a time, it's kind of futuristic, we're in a time where there's electric cars that are driving themselves, and he's just not very comfortable with that. He likes having control of that power of, of uh, that old classic muscle car. But he's rebuilding it, he's selling it to this one guy who's like a tech guru. His wife recognizes the, the tech guy as, you know, someone of a celebrity type status in the in the tech world. And on their way home from delivering the car and meeting this guy their car gets kind of taken over and it's it's speeding down this this street and eventually wrecks and this other car comes pulling up a bunch of people get out they shoot and kill uh his wife they shoot him um there's just a lot that's happening and you're like what what's going on here and as the rest of the movie plays out the main character is given this m plant called stem s-t-e-m and it allows like a, a little mini computer system to uh, merge with his uh, nervous system and he's able to walk again he can do amazing things but the the little implant has its own uh, agenda basically and it needs him to complete this agenda and i don't want to give away too too much because uh, i know we are a spoiler podcast but i kind of some things i want to keep spoiler free because it was a nice shock and twist for me and i would like you guys to have that same aspect but amazing gore amazing action some some comedy mixed into it um i went into this not expecting much and i mean it made number six in my list so i i definitely would recommend this to anybody 
You know, it, it's funny that you say that you went into this not expecting much, but I remember seeing the trailer for it and immediately getting semi-hard going, this this looks fantastic. Like, I, that, that was a movie that I really, really wanted to see and then slowly forgot about. Um, <laughs> this, this is what happens when you watch everything that is on your DVR and or stick to two channels plus Netflix. You never watch any commercials, so you forget about everything that's going on in life. Um, and that's, that's, I, I'm going to say that that is the majority of the reason why I missed a lot of these movies this year is because I saw something that I wanted to see and then forgot about it. Um, I should start taking notes, uh, basically in life, but, um, uh, I'm, I'm really glad to, to hear that, that you really enjoyed that, uh, that movie that, that actually makes me, makes me want to, want to see that. Um, I'm in the, I'm in the same boat and really now most of my exposure to what's coming up as far as, because, I mean, sorry, I got to edit that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Devil Bunny, uh, she does not like commercials either, and she will fast forward through everything. Like I, I, we were watching something the other day, and there's a commercial for what we do in the shadows, and I guess it's they're doing some new stuff, and I got really excited because I loved that movie. That's probably one of my favorite comedy movies, and she started fast forwarding right through, and I said, whoa, 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 what was that? You know that was back from October. I don't know what's what's happening here, and she goes, ah, oh, they're showing it all the time. I said, no. <laughs> but she, she fast forwarded right through so I didn't get to see what, what's happening with that but most of my exposure is coming from listening to other podcasts um, you know paying attention to, to some of the Facebook groups that I'm in talking about what movies they're excited for what they've seen and that that's kind of my exposure to it you see that that's uh, where I, well I'll actually bring up uh, the next movie I, I want to mention um, because I, I, I haven't seen it and because of how saturated they made it with the commercials it really did not, it really put it up there as like, I don't want to watch it now. Just because you have shown me this commercial every two minutes, every second that there was an, uh, an opportunity for a commercial to be on, you have showed me that commercial. Um, so this is your number six? This is Yeah, this is going to be up there. Um, I would actually, <laughs> if there was a way to drop it down, I'd probably drop it. Because the whole premise of it um, is stuff that we've done before. And and they, they've, they've taken... Um, let me let me scratch that. Let me start that again. It, it, it's it's a premise of something that they have done before, but they've just taken it and twisted it. Um, if you watch Adult Swim at nighttime at all, um, then you you'll probably understand why I'm saying that they play this commercial to death, uh, and that is the possession of Hannah Grace. Um, I understand the premise of it. Okay, a girl dies in the middle of an exorcism, um, and then they bring that body to the morgue. Uh, then what happens after the exorcism and, and somebody dies in the middle of it? The demon's still there. The demon then repossesses the uh, demon then repossesses the girl, who then torments uh, the woman who's working in the morgue. And why does she work in the morgue? Because she prefers dead people over the living, um, which is the majority of, of every reason why you see anybody uh, working in a morgue. But my my whole thing with this is that they have played that commercial so many times that I have zero interest in seeing this movie now. It was every option, uh, uh, every com uh, commercial break, this came on at least twice. At least twice um, for, for this movie and oversaturated it for me to the point where I'm just, I'm, I was just zero, had zero interest in it whatsoever. Um, I may end up watching it at some point in time, probably towards the end of 2019 if I actually remember it. Um, just for the sake of saying, okay, there's something something to watch, but 
seeing the same commercial over and over again, seeing the same premise over and over again, it did absolutely nothing for me. Um, so I can understand why some people would just fast forward right through the commercials. Um, in this case, it, it did it for me. It, it, it killed uh, it killed me even having an, uh, an inkling to want to see this. So that's uh, I'm going to throw that okay. out there for that. Um, I don't know if you saw the movie. I don't know if you uh, um, uh, have this on your on your list at all. Um, but uh, to me, it just like I said, they oversaturated it, and the whole premise of it just did not seem interesting anymore. I gotcha. Yeah, I I haven't seen it yet myself. I I kind of wanted to, but I did hear some um, bad reviews about the ending, that it was trying to build up to something that just kind of fizzled out. So okay, um, I will see it. I mean, I'm, I believe in giving all horror some chance uh, unless it's a um, uh, found footage film but um, no I'll give it a shot I, I enjoyed some of the uh, like Exorcism of Emily Rose and um, Autopsy of Jane Doe and things like that so that whole exorcism uh, and supernatural witch kind of thing yeah. possession I'm a big fan of all of that yeah, I, I thought I was uh, at, one, at one point in time until I saw The Witch. Um, and uh, <laughs> I uh, still love that movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to agree to disagree on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, although I will, I will say one thing, though. It did cause me to buy a, uh, a Funko Pop of Black Phillip um, just, just because uh, the whole concept of uh, uh, this whole goat being, being Satan, uh, I, I got a kick at it. Um, and, and the pop is actually kind of funny because it's a little bloody on it. Um, so, uh, it's something, uh, something to talk about. It's a centerpiece, really. Really, it's exactly nice. what it is. Yeah. So, uh, that was, uh, I guess my non-number six, um, or, uh, <laughs> uh as, as, as we're going with. So what, uh, what, what do you have as your number six or number five? I, uh, I well, actually, count. let's flip it back now. You, you give me your number five because I did the bottom five first. You okay. do the top five first. Okay. Um, let's see what the, the, hang on, I'm looking through Google. Google's going to tell me something. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, there, there was a movie I did want to mention. Um, the Meg. I didn't get a chance to see it. And, um, I, I, uh-oh, uh-oh, oh boy. Oh boy. No, no, keep going. Okay. Keep going. I'm going to keep going. Um, I didn't get a chance to see it, and I know it's probably the, uh, the most horrific movie uh, uh, made of 2018. I'm sure, I'm sure it's very, very bad. But I'm a big fan of, of very, uh, uh, very bad and dumb premises um, and Jason Statham. So uh, you put all that together in one movie, and you, and you, you you've got my money. Um, and I don't know this for certain, uh, but if he drop kicks a, a megalodon in the face, to me, that's that's completely worth. Um, all my money. So, uh, uh, but it was it was on my list of movies I wanted to see, and I actually have a copy, and I haven't haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But uh, I really want to see it. It just looks like a fun, stupid movie uh, to kill. I'm gonna guess ninety minutes is is my guess. There's no way in hell that movie goes over ninety minutes. Um, and I'm gonna double check that right now because I'm looking at the list here. Uh, where's the Meg? Where's the Meg? 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 Shut up, Meg. There we go. Uh, da, da, the movie is an hour fifty three. Wow. Okay. Did not expect. Uh, did not expect that. Um. Forty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Now I want to see it even more. Um. 
so that's uh, that, uh, that's what I'm going to throw in here for this for this one because I, I sincerely want to see it. I don't care. I don't care how bad it is. It just looks like one of those MST3K moments for me. And occasionally, I do like watching uh, watching a movie I can MST3K through the through the entire uh, entirety of. So, uh, go, I don't go. even think MST3K would would do this. <laughs> was it was it really that bad? This movie is a joke all on its own. Oh, now now I want to watch it even more. Yeah, yeah. This it's it's uh, one of my dishonorable mentions for 2018. Ooh. The Megalodon is um, completely unbelievable. The animation on it is is uh, ridiculous. Jason Statham was the whole reason why I went to I wanted to see it and yep. why I saw it. And um, he almost pissed me off by the end of the movie. I was kind of hoping for his death um, <laughs> by the end. Just the the best actor in this entire movie was a dog. Was a dog? Does a dog get credit? Yeah. Dog get credit? Let's see. Uh, no, I don't see a cat. I don't see the dog get credit. Little puppy dog out in the water. Uh, so as far as now, being the fact this movie comes out in 2018, let's assume that it was made in 2017. Um, you have a CGI shark, obviously, because you know megalodons, to our knowledge, don't exist. So we're going to assume this is a CGI shark. Um, Deep Blue Sea, not 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 part two, but part one, uh, was made in what? 2000 1999 like something like that or whatever um which which sharks do you think look better deep blue sea or they're about the same they're about the same yeah wow wow now now i'll even throw up the shark from finding nemo um which uh out of the three options which one is more of a believable shark deep blue sea finding nemo or the meg definitely bruce is definitely a more believable shark wow okay all right, so I, when we are done with this, I'm going to go watch the Meg immediately um, because now I now I really really want to see it. I think you'll enjoy it because you have no taste. Yeah, that's true. I have no taste. I have zero taste. <laughs> that's absolutely accurate. Um, it, it, as long as something is is incredibly ridiculous, uh, usually it has my attention. So um, yeah, so that's uh, I'm going to throw that up there as as, as mine. Um, for uh, for right now, but you did you did mention you threw it on your dishonorable mention, so I'm sorry to try to kill one for you. So yeah, no, no, it's, it was bad. <laughs> but let's let's uh, redeem this this list a little bit here. Sure. Uh, my number five. This was a, a tough call for me because number four and number five were kind of vying for different positions. Um, who was going to get number four, who was going to get number five. And I kind of begrudgingly made this one number five, uh, Suspiria. Okay. It's not only paid homage to Argento's vision, but it kind of took it and ran with it. I mean, extremely gorgeous visuals, amazing atmosphere, great acting, an in-depth story, which I didn't think you could make it more in-depth, but we kind of, we got more of an explanation and it just, it helped it. Uh, it all added up to an amazing movie this year. Um, and plus, what's not to love about Witches in a Dance Academy anyway? So, when I first heard about this movie earlier in the year, it came out, it was an Amazon Prime original, um, and it was Suspiria. And I, I my first thought was, how uh, and why? <laughs> what the hell are you smoking to think that you are going to improve upon something from Argento, from Dario Argento? It's, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I was wrong. I was completely wrong. This movie is fantastic. I highly recommend it to everybody. And I would I would almost go as far as saying it's just as good, maybe a hair better than the original. Um, but that may only be because it's it's newer, it's updated, and it's a little easier to kind of relate to, to some of the characters this time around. But um, absolutely gorgeous about a dance academy um, where they bring in these, these dancers. Uh, it's run by witches. These dances that they're teaching them are actually... Uh, semantic components to spells and it's just oh my god it's it's fantastic definitely check it out um now i'm just reading real quickly because the second you said suspiri i was like wow that sounds really really familiar um and i was just reading uh yeah it is a, a from what i can tell a, a remake of uh, uh the movie the same name are they uh, also placing this in 1977 or is this or is this more more modern uh uptake and it's actually happening now it feels more modern feels more modern okay so so like the vehicles and everything like everything is more more now uh not uh you get some some kind of newer looking vehicles in there but it still has some classic it uh, i want to say it's in the uk so it's still you get that kind of retro feel for a lot of things mm. you could almost kind of throw it in either either generation okay all right oh chloe uh chloe grace moritz is in this as well Yes, she is. Oh, wow. Check that out. I like that girl. Oh, look at that. Is that a little old for you? Ha, ha. 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 No. No. Uh, uh, of age only. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, now that age does change by state. And uh, depending on what uh, the age is, no, I'm just kidding. Of age only. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, okay. All right. Uh, the last movie I saw that had anything to do with witches uh, was The Witch. And uh, I already stated my opinion on that one. So I'm not going to uh, not gonna uh, uh, throw that out there again. Unless anybody's watching the new Charmed uh, series. Uh, which I'm kind of curious to see. I if still that's... have yet to watch a single episode. I'm kind of curious to see how how good it is. If it if it if it feels anything like the original, or if it's just a like a same thing over again with new people. But from what I hear, it's it's a standard reboot. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, kind of like Sabrina on. Uh... Actually, I, I heard that Sabrina on on uh, Netflix was uh, a darker take on Sabrina. So uh, it keeps it keeps popping up on in my Netflix of things that I would probably like. So I, I think I may check out an episode just to, just to see it. I want to check it out um, mostly because I didn't originally because of the whole um, use of the Baphomet in a satanic panic kind of atmosphere. Sure. Um, I did not agree with that. I was kind of offended by that. But um, yeah, I I do want to see it. Uh, I hear it's not that great, but. I'm always all for anything dark and horror, so I'll sure. give it a shot. You know what offends me, by the way, if we're talking about uh, offensive things on Netflix? Uh, they rebooted She-Ra. And yeah, I, I haven't I, even seen it yet. I sat, I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot, because I remember He-Man She-Ra from, from you know, back in the day. Let's, uh, let's take a look. They've never tried to reboot She-Ra before. They've tried He-Man twice. You know, so let let's take a look and see see what they're gonna do. See if they if they make it fun. Um, what a uh, I don't I don't want to call it an utter utter piece of shit, but my own opinion, 
they've done no justice to the, to the original. Like they've taken uh, they've taken it and manipulated the hell out of it and made it a made it a, a show for little girls basically. And not to say that the original show wasn't for little girls. I mean, but you could be a He Man fan, you know, when you were seven eight, seven eight years old and still get away with watching Shira because it was He Man's sister. You know, so it, it it made sense. I mean, in this case, they they bastardized it. It was it was. Uh, they take your childhood and they just rip it apart. That's what they do. That's what they do. Exactly. Um, so what's your number four? Uh, so uh, I'm going to throw this up there because we just watched this uh, a couple days ago. Um, and I was saving it for, for a high number. So that now seems to be a good time for it. Uh, but Bird Box. Um, uh, Bird Box, which was a... Uh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that your number four? That's that's my number four as well. Okay. Well, we can both talk about it. Um, <laughs> so Bird uh, uh, <laughs> Bird Box, uh, which was Sandra Bullock um, starring in this in this film. Uh, it's a Netflix original. Um, in now we we touched upon this before, so I'm going to tell you my opinion of it. You'll tell you'll say what your opinion is, and and we'll we'll, we'll go from there. But um, so uh, it's it's a Netflix original, um, and it is essentially a world where something is unseeable to our eyes, but something is viewable to the people in the movie. Uh, that when you see it, you are suddenly have the urge to commit suicide. Um, and but you, some of these people seem to be committing suicide in a way that they seem to be happy to do it. Like so, whatever it is that they're seeing, uh, like there there is a a scene where a woman thinks she sees her mother, and she just very calmly gets inside a burning car and closes the door. Uh, it just burns herself to death. Um, so they must be dying in a way that, or killing themselves in a way that they think it's very pleasant. Um, so this is the, the apocalypse, uh, the apocalypse happening in this world. So if you see whatever this is, you kind of go crazy and kill yourself. Um, so the majority of the people, uh, when they figure this out, they know that they can't look. So they're wearing, um, bandanas or, or things over their eyes. So this way they can't see, um, to what, what the horror is that, that will, uh, that will eventually make them want to kill themselves. Um, the movie jumps around a bit within a five year five year span. Uh, so Sandra Bullock, uh, is with a group of people who she's no longer with a group of people later later five years um, and she's trying to get her kids um, to safety to a, a place that is quote unquote supposedly a safe place where they can walk around without their without their blindfolds on and, and live somewhat peacefully um, in what appears to be a large bird cage because the birds seem to be able to know when these things are around um, you never actually get a chance to see what these people are seeing um, it does have a, a somewhat decent ending. I, I will say that much. I don't want to give too, too, too much away as to what's happening in the film, um, because I know it's relatively new and, and some people may, may want to still go see it, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I get, uh, um, the impression of whatever it is that they are seeing, whether it's some kind of evil spirit or whichever, um, is causing them to kill, kill, uh, themselves. Uh, Michael has a, has a, uh, different view on what it is that they're seeing, so... I'll I'll let you go ahead. I'll, I'll let you go ahead in your on your opinion of this. Well, th- I do like any kind of movie that leaves it entirely up to your imagination. You kind of interpret what's going to happen uh, or what the the creature is yourself. Uh, I believe there was a very famous person who said at one point in time, the only thing to fear is fear itself, um, and I think that that plays true with this. It's um, you don't need to see 
the creature to be afraid of the creature. Uh, think back to when you were a kid and you were afraid of the dark. You weren't afraid of the dark itself. You were afraid of what you couldn't see in the dark. So I love that aspect of it. Um, I do think that it can be interpreted uh, to in a way that this never happened. There was no apocalypse. That this is really all within her uh, Sandra Bullock's own mind. Um, how people are kind of committing suicide and her family and friends and, and people that she knows and how she is kind of broken dealing with this. Uh, I don't believe the two children, boy and girl, even exist uh, because she didn't think of a name for them until she was in a comfortable place and suddenly they get names. Um, I think it was just an interpretation for her to give her purpose to try and keep going. So there, there's a lot of ways that you can interpret this movie. Um, I, I actually, I really enjoyed it. And this was another one that was really tough to, to rank where it is because it was so engrossing. It was a long movie. Um, I want to say it was around two hours or so, but uh, it didn't feel that way. Yeah. It, two hours, four minutes. actually. Yeah. I, it didn't feel that way because once you're in it, you're in it. Yep. And I do love uh, some of the the interpretations, like when when that one guy comes into the the house when they they let him in, and he admits that he's from some psychiatric hospital, um, and we we know at this point in time that every time somebody sees these creatures, it's their own interpretation of that creature. One person sees something that's absolutely frightening to them. Uh, one, like you said, sees her her mother and is in, enthralled and happy. So I mean, it's it, I think it's whatever your mind interprets it as and then he spreads out these pictures at one point in time and there's like 12 different pictures 12 different interpretations of what this alien is and i thought that was really cool he's coming from a mental institution there's all this interpretation for him it's a possibility that each one of those interpretations was one of his personalities and how they interpreted that creature um and we find out that those that do have a sort of mental instability, yep, they're not affected. Yeah, that was I was going to bring that up. Uh, the, the fact that there's a good chunk of people who can see these things, and they seem to be totally fine, but they also turn into that way of like everybody needs to see this, and so they hunt down the people who are blindfolding themselves uh, to try to force them to see it. Um, which, uh, oh, what was? I'm trying to think of another movie where, where there was something very similar. And, and you're going to have to go ahead because I, I, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But uh, go, You're not thinking about The Happening, are you? Maybe. Maybe. The one with um, Mark Wahlberg? Yes. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Um, yeah, everybody compares it to The Happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I, this, I... I don't know. As far as as far as this goes, I mean, and by the way, them letting in that guy the moment that he came in there, I was like, I was a thousand percent with John Malkovich on that. Uh, like, mm -hmm. like, nope, sorry, throw his ass back out. Like, it, it just, you know, immediately that there was a problem there, and uh, yeah. not not to be a complete spoiler, but I mean, we've already gone this far. There are problems there. Um, you shouldn't. They should not have let that guy in. So yeah, uh, I agree. And and John Malkovich, by the way, who is fantastic in everything he does, including that horrible uh, uh, movie of Jonah Hex. Uh, he was fantastic in that as well. But um, I, I, I just wanted to applaud. Like, when this movie was done, I wanted to applaud my TV screen. It was, it was so, so, so good. And nobody plays uh, crazy uh, like John Malkovich, as far as I'm concerned. 
So that's true. So we agreed on number four. Which is number three? Okay, my uh, my number three. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, my number three um, uh, was something I, I recently just watched, and uh, for some reason I just forgot the name of it. Oh, sorry. Um, so if you are a fan of uh, Black Mirror, um, I'm going to throw this up here as my number three. This is also very recent, um, and we did watch it the other day. And the, this uh, uh, is a made uh, direct movie uh, on Netflix uh, based off of the Black uh, Black Mirror, I'll call it Mythos for the hell of it, um, called Bandersnatch. And it has a very interesting uh, pl- um, plot device, which is it is a which way movie, um, which is very similar to, and I don't know if they still make them, but uh, I know when I was a kid, they used to have which way books, which was you're reading your book and you get to a page and the page says, if you want Batman to go fight the Joker, turn to page 208. Or if you want Batman to decide that him and Robin need to be lovers, turn to page 139. And you go and you follow the story and you get to decide which, which direction you want the story to go. And you can read it several times to make your, make your own story out of it. Um, and give it a give it a different ending or give it a different plot twist. That's similar to what Bandersnatch is. Um, it gives you choices uh, to decide which direction the uh, characters are going to go, and what happens in the movie. And uh, I want to say that the actual movie, um, I don't know how long it really is, but because it, it, it's going to take you a little bit because you're going to make decisions and go in different directions. But the whole basis of the story is that it is set in the uh, late 70s, uh, early 80s, during the, uh, uh, the Atari craze. Um, and there's a, general, uh, there's a kid who's, who's making his own game based off of a book called, uh, of the same name, called Bandersnatch, which was a, a which way book uh, made in this, in this uh, uh, movie by a guy who ended up killing uh, his wife and, and uh, I believe himself in the end, uh, basically went crazy. And the movie, uh, excuse me, the book is is somewhat doing the same thing to the kid. Uh, the kid is somewhat slowly going crazy. Now he already has issues. He already has uh, what appears to be multiple personality, um, and also depression. He's seeing a, a therapist, uh, and he's also trying to uh, develop his own video game, which he's getting deeper and deeper and deeper enthralled in. Um, he it gives you choices as to how he's going to make this game whether he's going to make this game uh, at the office uh, of where he's trying to sell it or if he's going to do it himself. Um, it gives you choices of what it is he's going to have for breakfast. It gives you choices of uh, whether or not um, you're watching something on Netflix and uh, what happens when, when what a Netflix is uh, back in the 1980s. It is, it is such a well-done uh, sci-fi slash, and I will say horror because there is some deaths in this, um, and one of them, one of them being kind of gruesome. Uh, as far as far as I thought, anyway, being kind of gruesome, uh, I thought it was very well done. It has a very nice twist, and you can you can twist it a couple times yourself uh, while you're while you're watching it. But it will also uh, it does have its own story it needs to play out. So it doesn't matter how many times that you watch it or which direction you go, you will eventually end to where it needs for you to end. Um, so it was it was definitely very well done. It was very creative. Uh, we had a lot of fun watching it, and uh, I, I thought it was very good. Um, so for you, have, uh, have you seen, uh, Bandersnatch as of yet? I have not. I, I want to. It is definitely something that has piqued my interest because I used to have almost a complete collection of Choose Your Own Adventure books. Sure. Um, uh, in which way and stuff. So I, I love the idea 
uh, one of my favorite games was um, uh, Space Ace and uh, Dragon's Lair. So I do <laughs> love that. Yep. Yep. That choose aspect of it. So I'm really excited to see it. It was it was very good. It definitely stays in the same uh, pulse as uh, as Black Mirror does. Um, and Black Mirror is definitely up there as one of my favorite series on Netflix. Um, uh, I, I love that whole Twilight Zone aspect of it. I've always been a fan of Twilight Zone um, and Tales from the Dark Side, that, that type of thing. And that's that's what Black Mirror pretty much is. If, if no one has seen it, I would definitely recommend watching the three seasons that are up there. They're, they're fantastic. Uh, this movie is is right up there with them. Uh, it, it, it definitely falls in suit. So nice. so that is uh, that is mine. What, uh, what do you got? My number three is Quiet Place. So, <laughs> um, this movie uh, was best seen in the theater. Yep. Uh, no other movie made me feel uh, bad for snacking during a film like this. <laughs> um, last I heard, it's up for an Oscar, actually, for sound design, which oh, really? on the surface is uh, really funny because 85% of the movie is silent with no sound. But that's the trick. That That's what kind of makes it so amazing, that they can kind of pull you in, tell you a story that captivates you, and do all of this without uttering a single word. And I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was fantastic. The creatures were, were wonderful. There's some, some plot issues with, you know, why did it take so damn long to figure out that sound is what the problem is, um, you know, with these creatures. That's why they're hunting anything that makes uh, noise, because certain types of noise... Uh, weaken them so I did did like I like that but at the same time why did it take over a year for them to figure this out yeah, stuff like that very but su- we, we already talked about them yeah very surprisingly enough uh, because because you brought it up again I, I just uh, went to the Google page for it real quick the movie's only an hour and a half long and it has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes which I'm very surprised and it's only PG-13 I thought it was R um so for something with a with a uh, uh, a story like that, especially to be in in what we're going to call it the horror category, um, I'm very surprised to to see that. Uh, it's only yeah. uh, only an hour and a half. I I think we could have an entire episode where we talked about the rating PG thirteen rating R. There's a lot of. I'm just going to fucking say it. There are a lot of elitists out there sure. who will not see a, a horror movie because it's PG-13 and they automatically label it as a shit show because it's PG-13. Sure. I'm sorry. There are some fantastic PG-13 movies out there and to think that it's any less of a horror because of, uh, well, they uttered fuck one less time <laughs> than an R-rated movie yeah. is ridiculous. It's absolutely moronic and I, I can't stand... Those people, if you're one of those people, write to me and tell me why your way is so much better. I, I just can't grasp it. And it, it, I'm sorry, it pisses me off every time I hear that. But go ahead. <laughs> All right, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so uh, in the same vein of movies that are PG-13, um, I want to talk about uh, what I really did not like uh, for a movie that came out this year. <clears throat> and... I knew I wasn't going to like it just because of the name that was attached to it, um, and I was I was a thousand percent correct. But the movie I will talk about after, um, I will, it, it we're kind of in the same in the same vein. So um, so we're doing a dishonorable mention, and then your number two. Uh, well, I'm I'm going to do a dishonorable mention, um, and then I'm going to do uh, a movie that came from the same from the same company uh, that surprisingly was very 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 good. Um, so 2018. Uh, Venom, 
Um, here is a movie that you could feel from the instant, um, the instant that you that it was finished. The movie was definitely originally supposed to be rated R. Um, the movie had so much cut out of it uh, that it was it was almost impossible to follow at certain at certain points. Uh, the story was chopped up. Uh, the story, as, as if you're a Venom fan or if you're a Spider-Man fan and you know the story of Venom, uh, this movie was way off and did not need to be made the way that they made it. Um, there is zero mention of Spider-Man in this movie. You do get a one mention of uh, J. Jonah Jameson's kid being uh, one of the astronauts uh, that brings Venom to the planet. Uh, but they don't even mention that it's J. Jonas Jameson's kid. They don't mention the Daily Bugle once. They just happen to mention, uh, I think they said Captain uh, uh, Jameson or, or, or Major Jameson or something of that nature. Um, the movie is... Um, uh, now, Tom Hardy aside, okay, because Tom Hardy did a fantastic job for the piece of shit that he was in. Um, and I do want to say piece of shit because this movie is almost unwatchable. Um, I, it is not... I, I don't know what makes it so difficult to take a character that, that is that is Venom and make it well. You know, they, they did not do a very good job with him in Spider-Man 3, and they definitely did not do a very good job with him here. Um, and they, the fact that they tease another one uh, at the end of this uh, that I know that I'll end up throwing my money at because it's a superhero movie or an anti-hero movie or, or some kind of comic book movie that, I, that will interest me to want to go see it. Um, I don't want to spoil this movie at all. Um, I think that if, if you really want to spend the money to actually watch it, knock yourself out. Um, but to me, it was not worth it. Um, they did a, a dishonor uh, to the character um, as far as the story was concerned. Tom Hardy was fantastic. Um, I have no problems with Tom Hardy. Um, I think that, the, that the, uh, uh, the protagonist in this movie was underutilized. Um, and I want to throw his name out there because I always forget forget his name, Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed, uh, anybody could have played this this um, uh, this character uh, that, that he was doing. It did not need to be him. Um, he did a very good job for what it was that this movie was. So um, I strongly recommend never watching this movie and burying it in the backyard, um, <laughs> as, as, as far as I'm concerned. And now I'll, I'll throw into the same aspect of it. Now, the reason why I said... I was not surprised uh, from the company that gave it to us, which was Sony, uh, because Sony um, does, just does not do a very good job with these Spider-Man movies, with the exception of Homecoming. And Homecoming being the um, uh, Marvel, uh, Marvel throwing into it, which is why it did as well as it did. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, fantastic movie. Probably one of the best... Uh, uh, cartoon uh, cartoon uh, um, superhero movies I think I've ever seen. Uh, it gives you so much. It is not just for kids. It's definitely very adult-themed. Um, but Sony's name's attached to it. And Marvel's name's also attached to it. And has one of the last the last um, Stanley cameos we're, we're going to see, which was very touching. And it actually almost made me cry in the movie theater when, when it happened. Um this movie's fantastic. It gives you, it gives you so much into in, into the Spider Verse. Not not for uh, uh, no pun intended, but it was so 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 good. Um, I did not know a lot about uh, Spider Gwen or or Spider Woman as it was, and it gave you a little bit of a backstory on it. Um, it the end credits uh, scene was was fantastic. Um, 
it may it really makes me want to see more of this. Uh, Miles Morales is is definitely a very interesting character, uh, which I did not know a lot about. Um, you know, I was a traditional uh, Spider Man fan of Peter Parker, uh, so there isn't a whole lot of uh, outside of Peter Parker that uh, I, I really know. So this was uh, this was very uh, definitely a very good introduction into other Spider Men. Um, and if you if you haven't played the video games uh, like like the Spider Verse video game, I believe. Uh, which actually has uh, Nicolas Cage's character uh, in this movie, which is Spider-Man Noir, uh, who does a fantastic job. Uh, definitely has some really, really good comedy gold in in this movie, as far as I'm concerned, for uh, for his portrayal of Spider-Man Noir. Um, it this movie is is so worth seeing. It uh, it's it's definitely in my in my top ten, um, and definitely where it's placing. Uh, which I'm going to throw it as number two uh, for the entire entire year. This movie was fantastic. So uh, and also. Yes. Also, surprisingly enough, made by Sony. You know, so some things they can do, some things they can't. Um, they they should never <laughs> they should never touch Venom ever 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 again. And and uh, if if they were smart, they would sell all the properties back to Marvel and let them do it. Um, uh, because Marvel Marvel can do these things that Sony just can't. So, but uh, that is that's uh, that's up there for me. All right. Well, I haven't seen Venom yet. I do have a special edition uh, Blu-ray on the way though. So uh, I'll have to let you know when I see it. Um, well, this movie, by the way, is an hour and 52 minutes, uh, rated PG-13. Um, if your special edition, for some reason, is rated R and is longer than that, let me know. Because if they decide to finally throw in the footage that you know they cut out of this, uh, that brought it down to a PG-13 movie, I'd be very interested in seeing it. Because I, I would like to see what the actual movie should have been if it was, made, if it was rated R. Because you could feel that they cut out a lot of this to bring it down to PG-13. You can definitely feel it. Uh, they should have left it the way it was, and I bet you we would have had a decent movie. So, well, while, while you were looking, um, I'm going to point out that there are some scenes in Venom uh, that are chuckle-worthy. Um, now, whether or not uh, they would have been as funny if this movie was rated R or not, I'm not sure. But um, another, another podcast I listened to brought up something and I sat there for a second, thinking, thinking it, going, I didn't think of that. Why didn't I? Th- why didn't I consider that? Venom does uh, quite a bit of biting people's heads off in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Which, who do you think is uh, uh, is uh, digesting that? Is that Eddie Brock or is that Venom? And if it's Eddie Brock, is he shitting out an entire human skull? Um, that's uh, I, that's not something I considered um, watching the movie, but until they brought it up, and I went, "Oh my god, I didn't even think of that." Who's doing the digesting of all this? Where's it coming out? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, little things in life. I'm amazed that nobody is showing the runtime on this damn thing. <laughs> all right, well, since it's still rated PG-13, let's assume it's about two hours. Yeah, but it's got um, all deleted scenes and stuff like that too. So yeah, which which I'm actually interested in seeing, but I know I could probably pop them up on on YouTube to see see what they have out there. But yeah. uh, you and and I'll be interested to talking talking about this when you actually watch it. But um, I know that uh, I, I know that you uh, you drew at least at one point in time. I'm relatively sure that you drew some venom uh, back way back in the day. So I know that you were at least a fan of at least the character. So I'd be interested in getting your opinion on this, but. Um, they should have done what Deadpool did and what Logan did, and which was just say screw it and go for the R rating. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Well, let's move on because we're we're already coming up on an hour and a half recording. Sure. So. <laughs> um, you that was your number two, correct? Correct. All right. So for me, number two was Hereditary. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie yet, it is a head fuck beyond belief. Uh, the acting, the mysterious story, the reveals, the gore, there's a surprise twist, there's insanity. Just about anything you can cram into this movie was crammed into this movie. Um, and to be honest, this was a tough call between this and my number one, uh, because both movies held my attention for the entire length of the movie, even though they were both over two hours, and was very well done. Um, Tony Collette is, of course, an amazing actress. Anything she puts her her touch on is just amazing and this movie is no exception uh you spend most of the movie wondering if there is supernatural or if it's just you know insanity that's that's being spread throughout the family um there's a story that started with the grandmother that's actually being handed down to Tony Collette's character who's being handed down to her daughter then to her son it's just there is so much going on in this um and it isn't until the end that you realize that no there there is there's something supernatural going on here when Tony Collette is in the attic and she's floating in midair and she's cutting off her own head with like a piano wire like a garrot wire and then her her headless body floats out of the house into the the tree house uh, in the yard. Um, it's just an amazing visual to see uh, that I spent that whole time when they lead up to that part of her floating in the attic. I'm I'm enthralled. I'm like, wow, where is this going? Then you hear the <laughs> kind of sound, and you look up, and and there's. Tony Collette floating, cutting off her own head with piano wire, and now I'm kind of in shock. <laughs> I can't look away because I don't want to. What's what's happening? This is such a twist, and oh, it was fantastic. Um, there is a major twist that happens real early in this movie, where you think the movie is about one thing, and it's not. It's about something completely else, completely separate, and that scene will stick with me for a very very long time and um like way way back we talked about some of our most memorable scenes in horror and one of them for me was in um my bloody valentine when the sheriff goes into the the uh, laundromat and he finds the body in the dryer and all the the candy heart candy heart boxes with human hearts in them and that scene has stuck with me for my entire life this scene is is just as impactful if this is somebody's entry into horror they're coming in at a high point so if you haven't seen hereditary yet see it now do yourself a favor watch it multiple times because there's going to be stuff that you're going to pick out each time around um just be ready it is kind of a slow burn the first time you see it but the payoff boom it's amazing okay and also uh, gave me the idea of what it is i'm getting you for valentine's day this year um just uh Yay. <laughs> um okay uh so I, i'm actually i'm gonna question something real quick just because you said uh mm-hmm. uh she's cutting off her own head with piano wire uh and the body's floating away do you see that twice is that is that like the body's floating away and then you see her again cutting off her own head no no you you see she's floating in the attic she's cutting off her own head 
there's the thump of the head, you know, uh, hitting the floor, and then the body, the headless body, floats out of the the home and into the um, the tree home. Oh, okay, all right. I I think I just misunderstood you. I got confused there for a second, but it definitely uh, uh, to watch somebody cut off their own head with piano wire that takes conviction. So uh, that um, uh, got me interested. So I'll I'll definitely check that out. Even that scene, uh, the look on her face is so haunting that because um, she's obviously obviously she's not um, doing it by choice. I mean, she's floating in midair, and you know the when you look at the the look on her face, it's just so. Sure. Oh my God! I, I I don't think I could put words to it, but it's just so beautifully done <laughs> and so haunting at the same time. It's just amazing. Okay. All right. Um, so, uh, you, you want me to throw out my number one for, uh, for this year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Uh, my number one for this year, um, was Halloween. Um, and I don't know if, if this, uh, uh, goes on, on your list at all, but, uh, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Halloween. Um, it's, uh, it's rare when I get a chance to actually go see a movie when it, when it's, uh, out in theaters and it's still new out in theaters. Uh, but we, we all ran to go see this, see this, uh, movie. Um, and it was fantastic. Um, uh, I know we touched upon it, uh, briefly, uh, when, when we spoke, but, uh, that baby was definitely killed, um, as far, as far as I'm concerned. And they, they did this movie justice with with what uh, uh, the original Halloween was. Now, if you take out every other Halloween that happened between the first one uh, to... Oh, God, what was the last one before Rob Zombie took over? Was it H2O, I think, was the last one before Zombie uh, took over? But um, if you pretend that none of that exists and you go from Halloween to this movie, this movie is perfect. Uh, this movie is perfect. No, no, uh, I... I... I gotta stop you there. Uh, no, Rob Zombie didn't do H two O. He did Halloween and oh. Halloween two. Yeah, no, no. I meant the last one before Zombie took over. That was H two O, and then we had nothing until Rob Zombie did. Okay, that, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that is, is it, that's what that's what I was wondering if that was correct. I don't remember if anything else came out came after H two O. Then we had nothing, and then Rob Zombie. Uh, Halloween, which by the way, I never saw the second one of Rob Zombie's Halloween, but I thoroughly enjoyed Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Um, uh, the, at least the well, uh, the first one, but there, yeah, there was one more after Halloween H two O. Was uh, Halloween Resurrection? Okay, okay. Whoa, was Jamie Lee Curtis in that one too? Uh yes, yeah, she was. She was. Okay, all right. Yeah, that that sounded that sounded familiar the second you said that. Um, but uh, if you pretend none of that exists, uh, and and we just jump directly to uh, uh, to this Halloween, this movie's perfect. This movie uh, has has everything. Um, it, it's a great uh, sequel. Uh, it really shows you that Mike Myers, um, how many years later this is this is occurring, like thirty years later, is still just as angry and and uh, crazy as as he was. Um, the doctor uh, in this movie also equally as cra- as crazy, and and you really don't think that he's going to give you the turn that he does. And being the fact that this movie came out around Halloween time, I'm going to spoil it, is equally as crazy and wants to help Michael um, and learn as to why he's killing by killing himself. Um, and I think that that's a great uh, that's a great um, jump uh, and twist to this. Uh, the family completely ruined by Michael Myers, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, his character, uh, crazy, um, but sane at the same time. Just trying to be really prepared for when Michael gets out, and she knows one day Michael will get out. Um, and did nothing but pr- try to prepare her daughter 
for not having to live through the same thing that she lived through. And it is it is just fantastic. And even the ending of this movie is fantastic. And I, I they, it gives you everything. And I strongly recommend, uh, if anyone has not seen it, to watch this movie. I lightly recommend it. Um, I think it was a good movie. Uh, only once it started paying homage to all the other um, Halloween movies. The, the little kids out there trick-or-treating wearing the skull, the witch, mm-hmm. and the uh, pumpkin mask. Yep. It's a nice little homage to Halloween 3. Um, various things like that. Now, I, I will say, I loved how, and we talked about this, how maniacal mm-hmm. Michael became in this one. Yep. Uh, killing a, a young kid. Um, we don't actually see it, but I believe he killed that baby. Oh, that baby's um, dead. That baby's dead. Yeah. <laughs> That baby did. Um, <laughs> but I got to tell you, one of my favorite scene in this whole movie really wasn't that impactful. And that's the scene where he goes in uh, to the ladies' room. And that girl is going to the, you know, she's using the restroom. Oh, yeah. When his hand just comes over the top and drops the teeth. Yep. That is just so friggin' haunting. Yeah. I love it. That That is pure nightmare fuel. And that's my favorite scene of this entire movie. Yeah, except that... for the one that I made a, a gif of, when the girl, the babysitter, goes over to close the door and she can't. And when she opens it, Michael's in there and comes out slashing. I made a gif of that. And I I love it. <laughs> that that bathroom scene is is definitely it's it's a gruesome scene and it it's fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic yeah. and shows you the power of of this man too. Just being able to smash someone's face against something like that and just demolish their head it is just it's it's fantastic it is absolutely fantastic well i think uh, if i remember correctly i think there's a hammer there and i'm pretty sure he used the hammer to bust out the teeth and everything uh yeah yeah at, at, at one point in time yes um but when he just takes someone's head and just smashes it against something uh just seeing the the, the pure power behind that is just mm-hmm. amazing to watch it's just I, it's still up there as, as if is Michael Myers just a crazy man or does he have some kind of some kind of power behind him too you know that that's definitely up there for debate and um, I would like to think that he's just a really powerful crazy person you know um, that that's just me if we, if we don't want to take supernatural into it that he's just a powerful maniacal crazy person and and I, I love that aspect of this too now let me ask you something sure uh, whose idea was it to transport everybody on Halloween? To trans oh, uh, I think it was the do- uh, was it the doctor that did it? I think it was the doctor that did it's it. It's just at some point you would think maybe the warden would step in and be like, uh, no, this is not a good idea. Yeah, let's prob- wait till November first. Yeah, pro- probably not the best <laughs> idea in the world. Uh, let, let's take the guy who who does all of his killing on Halloween and take him out on Halloween. Let's, that sounds like a really great idea. No, I think it was the doctor's uh, idea to move him. Um, uh, and I do want to give this movie a, a rewatch. Is this movie out yet for on, on video? You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick peek uh, online. Let me see Halloween. I don't believe it is. Yeah, I don't think it is either. Uh, release date October nineteenth. Wow, it did pretty good. Uh, came up with uh, two hundred fifty three million uh, U.S. and it is. Uh, it is not out yet. Oh, it's coming out uh, February eighth. Nice, uh, nice. February eighth uh, to to for purchase. 
So not not too long away, not too long away. But I would love to see what else they they pack into that uh, into that Blu-ray. Um, right. But that that was that was one of my favorite movies of the year. So uh, with uh, with by the way, Infinity War definitely being up there. But I try I, I was trying to stay <laughs> steer away a little bit a little bit from the from from that because I already made mention to a couple. But uh, go ahead. What is uh, what is your number one for the year? Well, I got to tell you, uh, Halloween first actually made. Um my honorable mention list as well i don't think it was a great film and frankly i was a little upset at the end but it was a good it felt good seeing michael and laurie go at it again uh in the same vein as the first halloween yep but that uh that made an honorable mention for me but my number one film of 2018 and i swear to god it is the best movie uh fight me if you disagree okay uh mandy I can't disagree with it because I haven't seen it yet, but I know that you you were very happy with this movie, and everybody I've talked to has been very happy with it. So I need to see it. Mandy, it's uh, it's definitely the best performance I have ever seen from Nicolas Cage. Uh, now I've got some guilty pleasures: Con mm-hmm. Air, um, the National Treasure movies. They're fun guilty pleasures of, of for Nick Cage. I love those National Treasure uh, movies. This, <laughs> this is the best acting I've ever seen from him. The, the Cenobite-like enemies with a, a psychotic cult thrown into the mix. Oh, and, and one hell of an axe that I would carry on a day-to-day basis to work if I had to, uh, <laughs> to Publix, to get the mail, whatever. I would have this axe on me at all times. Um, the color changes in the film to set the mood were absolutely genius. Uh, I actually went ahead and I ordered another movie from the same guy called Beyond the Black Rainbow just to, to see... Um, just the, the subtlety of the relationship, uh, the pain that is conveyed by Nicolas Cage, uh, everything, it really made you kind of care about this revenge that he's exacting. And uh, now granted, it doesn't get rolling until about halfway through the film, like the last third of the film maybe is is his revenge. But it's so well done. It's You can see where it takes inspiration from different areas like he- the, the movie Heavy Metal, and um fantasy novels and just everything about this movie was so enthralling i loved it i the lead actress didn't need to be a hollywood you know blonde bimbo for you to care about (laughs) her in fact she's actually kind of the opposite of that she's she's very plain looking and and average and she's wearing an oversized black sabbath t-shirt and just things like that it was just so well done it made you feel like they were real people and when that cult came in and kind of wreaked havoc man you felt his pain and you were with him you wanted him to go and kill every one of those last bastards and you got that and it was just so fantastic i love it okay all right i i know uh, that movie uh, i will definitely be watching um from your recommendation and every other recommendation i've seen aside from the fact that it also it's a 92 percent on rotten tomatoes so um <laughs> Uh, and, and this movie, uh, it, it seemed like, like such a ride. And, and I hear that Nicolas Cage was just so good. Um, and I, I'm a Nicolas Cage fan. I, I, I'm a Nicolas Cage, fan, Nicolas Cage fan Excuse me when, when he does a really good movie. And I'm a Nicolas Cage uh, fan when he does a really shitty movie. Um, so uh, I, I, I want to see it. I want to see it. It's up there on my list. Nice. Well, let's let's do some uh, honorable and dishonorable mentions, and then we'll wrap it up. And, sure. Because we've already been going almost two hours. So. <laughs> sure. And and my headphones are giving me uh, noises that they're going to die. So. Oh, nice, nice. You got a couple of each that you'd like to spout out? Uh, you know what? Uh, as far as uh, honorable mentions are concerned, um, 
I have seen uh, some some things uh, so far this year. Uh, like The Witch is up there that I'm going to give it an, a, a dishonorable mention. I did not like it at all. Um, it, wasted, it, it wasted my time. Um, I know that we, we disagree on that, um, but uh, I was not a fan of, of The Witch at all. Um, and that came recommended, too, as well. So um, uh, I did not like it. Um <laughs> Uh, I, I know that uh, there there was you know we, we definitely disagree on that. Um, I'm looking through this list as well, uh, real quick, just to see if there was anything else I saw that is listed, um, and there is not. So I'm going to uh, throw up there as an honorable mention. Uh, it wasn't horror, but uh, and I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it, which was Infinity War. Um, and I, I think uh, uh, people need to go see this. Uh, keep keep the genre alive. Uh, keep people watching uh, superhero movies. Um, Infinity War was fantastic. It had everything in it, um, and it was a it was a good surmise. And it ends on such a dark note uh, that really makes you want to see uh, the, uh, the next one coming out in May. So uh, I'm all for that. Um, Chris. Yes. Chris, I I don't feel so good. Are you? Are, no. 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 No, don't, don't. <laughs> and now it's just me. So uh, uh, the the next podcast will uh, will just be me rattling, uh, talking to a, a pile of dust. Um, and uh, no, Aren't we I, all just dust in the wind. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, we are just dust in the wind. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, that's up there for my honorable mention. Uh, so shoot. Uh, I've got a couple um, for honorable mentions this year, I, and this one is actually kind of painful. It's it's on the border of a honorable and dishonorable mention, but Hellraiser Judgment. Um, I'll I be honest, this movie kind of sucked. It, it kind of sucked, but it was a far turn from the previous filth that we were handed. Um, <laughs> I would actually watch this one again. I'm still not a huge fan of the new uh, Hell Priest. Uh, Doug Bradley is and always will be Hell Priest. There, there's no if ands or buts about that um but this guy it was a lot better than that great value version that we got before oh so this uh, is a new decent guy. story what's that this is another new guy yes this is the third person to to wear the pins oh dear lord okay um but he's he's good he's not bad um the the storyline was was very well done it took a lot from scarlet gospel which was the the book that clive barker wrote to kind of wrap up Hell Priest's uh, storyline. We got a lot of that in this. We got some new characters, but it was a far twist from what the original Hellraiser was. Uh, but Judgment was a step in the right direction, so it gets an honorable mention for me. Okay. Uh, Halloween, we already talked about. Yep. And uh, probably a, a, another good one that I would recommend, especially for you, because you're a Doctor Who fan, mm-hmm. was Bad Samaritan. Uh the main oh, villain is played David by David Tennant. Tennant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely forgot about that. For some reason, I thought that movie was was two years ago, but that was uh, that was a 2018 movie, huh? I'm pretty sure it's 2018. Um, actually, you know what? I'm sitting in front of the uh, in front of the interwebs, uh, so I'll, I'll I'll plug that in uh, real quick. But uh, I'm a I'm a very large David David Tennant fan. Uh, so uh, actually, I almost just typed in David Tennant while we were saying that. Uh, bad. So. Yeah, it's 2018. You are right. You are right. Yep. It looks like it was released May 4th. Yes. And oh wow. Yep. It's it was fantastic. I got to tell you, um, they don't you know, hide it 
they tell you right from the beginning who the bad guy is yep. and really what you're unraveling is how he's fucking with this this irish guy's life and what they're kind of going back and forth um is he going to kill this girl is he going to kill the girl is the irish guy going to save her is is his life ruined and blah 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 yeah. what's making david tennant do this so all in all it was it was a pretty pretty cool movie De- definitely not my top 10 but it was enjoyable and we all know he plays a now really on the good flip crazy, side so what's that he we all know he can play a really good crazy so i mean if, oh, yeah. if you if you yeah. watch jessica jones uh you'll you'll see him in in uh, a good crazy um uh character so mm-hmm. um was it mr purple or something like that uh it was uh the purple man yeah now for some uh dishonorable mentions the flip side of the coin the scarred <laughs> side uh we've already talked about meg that hit uh, dishonorable <laughs> for me hellfest was another one such a great premise too i mean uh, a serial killer in a park like halloween horror nights just killing people it's such a great premise, and they fucked it up so bad. I couldn't stand that movie. Um, Insidious, Last Key, Truth or Dare, and The Nun. The Nun actually gets a dishonorable mention for me this year, and I don't understand how you can completely screw up Demonic Possession and Nuns. It's It writes itself, and you fuck it up anyway. Seriously? Uh, you did not like The Nun? I did not. And that that's that's from the same uh, the same, on the same um, uh, vein as uh, uh, that doll movie too, right? And 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 the and the people who were chasing down uh, uh, evil, um, who I always forget. Conjuring and Conjuring. Annabelle. Thank you, Annabelle. Yes. Yep. They're all in the Conjuring universe. Yes. Um, or the Conjuring universe. And this this talks, this one talks a lot about Valak and and the demon and how you know it's sort of the origin of Valak, I guess, and. It it had some some good entertain. No, let me let me rephrase it. It had some entertaining points, mm-hmm. but the movie itself was not good. There there is nothing redeeming about this uh, movie yes. other than the look of Valak. And when you take the the woman that played Valak, yep. and you look at her outside of her makeup, she yep. is gorgeous. Yeah, so I, I do have to give give props to the makeup department to make her that that hideous demon. Um, but all in all, that movie not good. And the uh, apparently Rotten Tomatoes would agree with you, only giving it twenty six percent. So, yeah, yeah, not not something I would recommend. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, you got anything else you want to add? I actually, um, being the fact that my uh, uh, everything I have that is wireless is getting ready to die, so I have nothing <laughs> uh, else to add. Uh, I just want to. I just want to hope that we uh, uh, we conclude before everything dies, and you just hear silence on on my side. Because I won't be able to hear a thing you're saying. Yeah. No, we should be good. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, thank you, Chris, for setting up uh, the time. We can get this done. Yep. Got to record that next episode as soon as possible. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and I think this is, I think this is going to be one of our first episodes where there is little to no editing whatsoever. I'm just going to throw the intro, get it lined up, and we'll launch it out there. Except where I where I announced my wife's name, and she didn't want her name <laughs> being uh, announced on here, so <laughs> I got to go back and bleep that out. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. Listen, I would love to put together a a show coming up in the future where we answer your questions. So if you're listening to this podcast, you made it all the way to the end, great. Send us some questions. Uh, We're going to do a whole Q&A episode at some point, and I would love to kind of gather everybody's input. Uh, We'll answer those questions. We'll have a fun time. Maybe we'll even do some Facebook Live with it. So uh, I look forward to hearing from everybody. Chris, thanks again. I can't wait to record our next episode. 
and uh, hopefully it's soon. And my headset completely died, so uh, if you actually hear uh, Michael talking on, on my recording, that's because uh, um, my headset's completely dead. So I'm going to shut up uh, and assume <laughs> he's going to stop it uh, coming up here in a second, uh, so this way I don't talk over anything and, and, and ruin uh, this almost two-hour recording. Now we're good. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a great one. We'll talk with you again later. Bye.